in the meantime, I'll tell you what I did with my morning. Uh, so Andrew's rear bumper came off of his car. And of course, the big question is, well, did it just come off or what really happened, Andrew? And, you know, of course, that's his story and he's sticking to it. But uh, we ended up having to go to Regal, uh, that body shop on, on um, Pierce Street. Uh, and it looks like it's only going to be uh, about $250, only going to be about $250 to reattach the bumper. But I put out on social media, hey, you know, does anyone recommend a body shop? And of course, everybody's like, uh, just use duct tape. You know, it's probably not going to make that bumper last all the way back to Torrington, which is where he's, you know, got to got to drive back. It'll get done. The bumper will go back on and there will be no questions asked about how Andrew's bumper fell off the rear of his vehicle. We will we will just take it on faith that it just happened spontaneously, uh, an act of God, if you will. That's anyway, so generous. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> you can't, that's his story and he's sticking to it. So, uh-huh. you know. Right, what are you going to do? Power structures in capitalism are reproduced in in us when we try to uh, to make systems work here and makes it hard to develop solidarity and cooperation. We can talk about things that have worked and things that haven't. Uh, talk about what what's frustrating. Um, you know, one kind of note that I made as we were getting started here was we manage several systems here. We manage physical systems. We manage food systems and, and cooking and cleaning. We manage writing and media work, relational work. We take care of animals, both as pets and as farm animals. We do other farming and planting and harvesting. Our philosophy is from each according to ability to each according to need. We try to take into account ableism and disability as much as we can. We try to communicate. We have formed committees that are, which people can listen to, listen to an episode, a few episodes back about the, the formation of our committees. Um, and those each have, each committee has members and the members are supposed to allocate and cooperate on the work. Uh, and all of that said, we're getting a lot done, but it also seems like things feel out of alignment uh, in terms of, of labor contributions and just in terms of like accountability and unfinished things and that kind of stuff. Well, I think we can, uh, I would like to go to the uh, equitable distribution of labor question. And, uh, and there's, a, there's a, a nexus there with disability, uh, for instance. Some of us can't really do a lot of physical labor. I seem to recall when, we, when I first moved here and was first getting involved in the community, but there was an expectation that you spend roughly three hours a day or 15 hours a week doing things to support the commune, expanding the definition of things that are specifically commune related has made that somewhat easier. Am I doing enough? Do I feel good about what I'm doing? Or am I being, you know, uh, like the Calvinist would think or a true capitalist would think that unless you're working yourself every day into the ground, uh, doing a whole bunch of things, um, then you're not good enough. You're not participating. 
And I've, I've found that to be very frustrating at times and sometimes a little bit um, damaging to my self-image and ego. And that has been a real challenge is to, is to not let and not allow the capitalist idea um, to take root in my own thinking about what I'm doing, uh, let alone what everybody else is doing. Um, yeah, I have like a few things. So like um, just your like your last comment about the not allowing it to take root, I think is like the, the tree thing is a good metaphor, but also I think that's like an incorrect, like it is rooted, right? Like it is like, we are still all in the process of like D of like pulling those, like, like the, you know, even if we like think of ourselves as, as, you know, anti-capitalist, like we're still, um, like we're, we're still like the, the reproduction happens, um, like how we're still reproducing oppression unconsciously, right? Like all the time, like we've never been good at tracking non, non-physical or non, uh, uh, what's the word I want? Like, like, I guess like clerical or do you know what I mean? Kind of labor. Um, like we've never been, yeah, good I don't want to call it intellectual labor because that no, sounds condescending, no. but yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Like things, yeah. Things that are not. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we've, we've like, you know, we've done the like actual like tracking and we've done the, um, and even in, in doing the actual tracking and naming like categories, we still struggled to, 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 to track and account for like emotional, emotional labor. I would say relational labor is a better, um, but do you know what I mean? All those kinds of things that if we're looking at the system of the collective whole, uh, of the commune, like um, holistically, like that, na- that labor is just as necessary, um, as like the physical labor. Um, but we have trouble tracking it because we d- we have trouble valuing it because we've never figured out how to, you know, we don't, we don't come from a system that values that, um, right. It's all the labor that it's all the labor that doesn't count against social security. They don't care about that shit. Like, you know, and then we create a negative feedback loop because, the people who tend to do that labor eventually get burned out, right? Because they're, that labor is not being, that labor is not adequately recognized or, or even in, within themselves, like they don't recognize mm-hmm. that that's what they're doing um, in addition to all the other stuff or whatever. And, it, and so then, you know, people get burned out and then we just get this sort of negative feedback loop. And I think like the thing of like, I, I would be really interested in, cause we, we like talked a little bit about that, you know, there's, there's people who are visibly doing a lot of work and people who are not. And I'd be interested to see how that correlates like one with ability. Sure. But also two with like, with like people's internal motivational systems. Right. So like some people can run forever on this, like I'm doing the right thing tm right like that's that puritan work ethic except for you've just taken like the the capitalist you know um the like capitalist individualist stuff out and put like the the idea of the collective the idea of revolution or common good or whatever you know like so like people who are people who are motivated mm-hmm. who've always been motivated like that it's an easy switch for them to just be like okay well i'll just take 
the, you know, my idealism around this and put it yeah. there instead, right? As like, like what Derek. I'm looking towards. Yeah. And I mean, I think you're that way too, honestly. So there's the people that, that it's an easy trans, it, it's an easy substitution, right? To like, you're not fundamentally changing your, um, like, and I would say, yes, I grew up to some extent in that kind of a, a thing, but it was always, uh, it was always the, the should, it was always the voice in my head, which I spent a lot of time in my adult life, um, trying to like ignore and not listen to. So then I think then there's also people, then there's people who are, you know, who's like ideal, the people who it seems like on the surface, whose idealism doesn't necessarily translate into action. And I think that that is like an, an interesting thing around, around like, um, whether idealism can motivate you or whether you're motivated by personal relationships insofar as they provide like connection, belonging, um, pleasure, right? Like those. And so like those right. people struggle here because we have a crap relational field. And I don't mean that we can't like, obviously, you know, when we sit and think about it, we're all like, we're very grateful for, you know, all the work everybody does and that kind of, but like in terms of whether the people around you create the, um, the the feelings or energy that that fuel you um like that i think we're starting to gradually like be more interconnected and build those connections but i think that that's as a community something that we've we've always struggled with and i would be interested in like if if everyone was to make a list of the people who would fall in that like second category of like not you know of of not having a lot of like visible labor um that if those are people that are more motivated by um by like by personal connections and rela relational energy uh insofar as you can divide people it's like obviously limited everyone agrees that we have a kind of shitty relational field i mean i think it's i think it's 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 systemic and not individual right but we haven't like because we all are raised in this like society of individualism right we weren't raised to value relational labor we weren't raised to value do you know what I mean um a, a lot of that and um and and so we don't have we we are having to come up with the ways in which we can like create that um the relational right the relational field that would like motivate people this has been a unique struggle given the fact that we do live in a pandemic um the things that you would normally do or one of the, the stuff that sometimes you would do to create a, re, a, a more superior relational field is spend time physically with each other and outside of the context of work, um, which is important because, you know, I've spent a lot of time doing work with Derek and I feel like I have a decent relational field with him on that basis. But I think that outside of that context, since we're wearing masks all the time. And then, you know, one of my, part of my disability is I don't hear well. So that makes it difficult for me to interface. And so, you know, the, the inability to be interpersonally with each other on a regular basis, aside from our, our weekly meetings and, you know, missing the, one of the most important things, I think, not that there were, if anybody describes their organization as a family, you should probably run away because it's a very dysfunctional unit. But, you know, having the ability to sit down at a table and eat a meal with each other for an hour and just decompress. We've got folks that had to be, we've had folks 
who were gone and traveling and came back and had to quarantine for two weeks. We've got people who've actually been infected and had to isolate. We, you know, that requires a huge amount of interpersonal labor, adding on to the tasks that somebody else has to do. And like, all you can do is say, I can't do anything about this. I mean, yeah, I like totally agree. I think, I think though, too, it's important to name that like, definitely the pandemic made it much harder. Um, but this was a problem that we had established that was, you know, uh, an ongoing issue, like, well, well, before the pandemic, which I don't say that to like contradict you, but just to say that, like, I think it speaks to the like systemic nature of the, do you know what I mean? It's not like any one particular person's fault. I think sometimes people can, the, the, the people who, um, who can, operate um and survive or whatever in a in a in a very like self in a very self-contained environment uh, actually seem to do the best here or do the or function for the longest uh in a in a world without currency uh or in a system without currency and 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 in a non-wage system in some way maybe that maybe our our medium of exchange is is empathy and uh, or is is re relationship in one way or another i mean i think the relational question is the labor question but anyway sorry to interrupt you no you no saying i think you might that, talk about other things besides the relational system though well i wanted fun. to let um I, what uh, <laughs> i'm gonna ask this question and i'm afraid we're just gonna sit around uh uh and crickets are going to uh, come. Um, I, I'm genuinely afraid of that because I don't have an answer at the top of off the top of my head. But what are some things that we've done labor wise that have worked? I am literally going to find a cricket sound effect <laughs> to put well, here. If you're looking at it from the idea of things that have actually taken place, um, last not not the summer of 2021 but the summer of 2020 labor wise was a very productive system a time that i saw because you know there was the construction of a chicken coop and a solarium and a greenhouse which nailing down three of those projects during the course of a summer with like five six where they're like at a maximum of seven or eight people here at the time when that was going down was fairly impressive but but then when you, for instance, walk around the property and I see things that I can only assume that Derek and Jordy and Sean did, it's it's still as impressive as far as like actual things that have been accomplished through the coordination of labor. Part of this, again, is that we are approaching this from the mindset of, well, if it's not measurable and it's not done in a certain time frame, then it's just not being done right. You know, we've got uh, folks who are folks that have to work off-site. And others who work on-site or who's who telecommute on-site, right. but still are obviously unavailable for collective labor at the time that they're that they are telecommuting. Exactly. And I was going to say that. And there's there are folks who are here that are on site. Yeah, you may physically be here, but your presence is actually in China, you know, teaching or you're doing uh, you're in Cambridge. Uh, you know, coaching debate at, 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 a, at, a, at a, a debate camp. I mean, those are things where you're here, but you're not here. Sometimes people, when they come here at first, 
they wonder why there's so much stuff that we haven't done. You know, why haven't you taken care of this problem? Why haven't you taken care of this problem? And we're like, here's a list of everything that we've been doing in the, in the last, you know, several months. And I, you know, that I think actually was responsible for some overwhelm of some new, you know, folks that arrived was uh, they were taken aback by the chaos of particular parts of the system. And I think this has been a side benefit to doing this project for me has been learning how to live with letting the, the accepting that you that there are things imp even important things that you sometimes can't do what sparked wanting to record this discussion was that we put a proposal out where we suggested that each committee prioritize all its projects and put names uh, and attach names of committee members to those who are kind of going to oversee the I just used the word overseer. Uh, that's shitty. Um, that we're have going responsibility to, for. You have responsibility for stewards, I guess, of particular projects. Not that they would have to do it all, but that they are sort of the point person on that project. And that was the that was the proposal. the The proposal was prioritize projects via committee and put names on the projects. And I'm not sure whether the pushback was just sort of inertia and having it take time to sink in or whether it really struck a nerve where there are these perceptions on some people's parts about uh, or, or maybe just a general feeling of frustration that people work at in, in such different ways and at such different levels. And, and, and paces of involvement. Um, and obviously a better relational field would allow better communication about those things, but whatever the case, that's what we set out to do. I like committees. I like the idea of small groups. Um, and I think collective prioritization I is like, it's like collective budgeting, which some municipalities do where they have public uh, meetings where people, you know, can create the budget together. Um, I think that it's that that same kind of thing where everyone can be stakeholders in the process, but there's been some pushback about that too. Not, not pushback even. Um, I would say it's more accurate to say there has been some, this has been slow to take root or elicit a response. Well, I mean, and who wants to be in charge of a flaming dumpster fire if things go wrong, right? Uh, not that that's ever going to be the case, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, we can't even get our dumpster emptied because the, the because of the snow uh, here in Laramie. It's ridiculous. I think that there has been a lot of inertia, not necessarily against that, just the fact that there's still just so much shit to do. There's just, I mean, there is an overwhelming, literally, amount of stuff that has to get done. And if you're like, I got to be responsible for part of this, and then that just adds to your anxiety. And I think you're right. A better relational field would help that. You know, um, I was frustrated from time to time about how long 
it was taking to get the chicken coop built. And then I had to step back and say, I'm not responsible for that. I don't get to be at all upset by that in my universe because I'm not out there building the damn coop. Somebody else is. And so I don't have the, I, I almost feel like, you know, you're a dick. And that's really the kind of how I felt at that point in time. Honestly, I'm, I haven't even tried to hide the fact that I'm frustrated about it. Precisely. And, and there are so many factors as to why that's not happening, because so many other things also came along, like the new water system, which is one of the places where it really, really worked well. I agree. And what's interesting to me about that project is that it is you we can trace that project from start to finish there's a a narrative about that project from start to finish had people bring it up as hey we know this is a running problem but it really fucking sucks here's why it sucks and then everybody kind of sat around at the meet at this meeting and and agreed and you know had kind of our own uh reasons why it was bad and then we went into the phase of, okay, what are the possible solutions? And we researched and we took action. And then we uh, implemented that and we did a fundraiser that was hugely successful. If, you, if you're listening to this and you donated money to that, man, thank you. Uh, 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 thank you so much for doing that. Um, and then, and now we are, we already have like tons better water systems in place. Like, like a hundred percent better uh and there's still more work that needs to be done on those but we're already in just this amazing place we're not having to import water from town which saves the people like sean who have been working so hard to do that several times a week uh they don't have to do that anymore and so uh it's and and a few people took the sort of mechanical side of it and a few people took the sort of deliberative research side of it and a few people took the fundraising side of it and this all happened because of uh what we call in um in communication studies an exigency well because we don't understand exactly what it was i mean y'all were just talking about it in this sort of i mean not magical but like organic is like a substitution i feel like for for like it happened and we don't know why um kind of a like do you know what i mean we can't apply that or we can't like transfer that experience to other areas until we understand exactly why it was that that was able to happen so much more easily than other things in the first place mm -hmm. you know one feeling that i had about it during the process was that and and maybe this is redundant to say but there was this huge level of shared concern uh, mm -hmm. and and uh, and it was a it was not just individualistic concern, although, yeah, mm -hmm. people were concerned about their own experiences, but people were also mm -hmm. very into listening and processing other people's experiences mm -hmm. about using the water. So that's where our relational field, I think, worked. I mean, I agree. And I think that part of it is like because everyone is overwhelmed a lot of the time, um, people don't wanna to contribute to others' overwhelm. And so people will just like hold in things until 
they, you know what I mean? Until they like can't anymore until they're like, no, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't deal with this. Or like you said, until this sort of like um, exigency point. So then the question is like, how do we create a system that, that lets people like sidestep that? And I think it's going to have to be like that, that um, feeling of like not wanting to bother people, you know, because you know that everyone else has like so much going on um, is, is something that like, I think most of us struggle with and it's going to take more than just saying like, you know, tell us anyway, (laughs) like to, for that to, do you know what I mean? For that to like, um, Mm -hmm. to like bypass that. So then it's like, what, okay. So like, what are the mechanisms that, that we use to get, um, you know, to get, like, to get people to, to talk about, to talk about problems before they become like that. And so that we can like aggregate things, right? Because like, if you have an issue, you know, there's like 16 people here now, or however many total we have. 18, if you count you and Emma Jane. Yeah. Okay. So, you know what I mean? So like, if you have a problem with something, the chances are that somebody else has also had that or a similar problem, but because we don't have an appropriate, because people will only say that to people, they, to people that they like feel comfortable complaining to or trust to complain to, or people that are already holding space for them personally, then those oftentimes don't go any further than that other person because there's not a network that connects that. Do you know what I mean? That like, that would allow for the um, accumulation of all that data. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. The pods are not, like we have uh, some pods, I think a few maybe, like starting to like quote unquote organically form, but they're not interconnected. And that um, is, is a problem because like, that's what you don't have to personally, and this is an interesting thing to discuss. And maybe this is another episode or something, but like, can can we function? And I mean, I'm, I would say that, like, I think this is the only way we can function, but like, um, do you have to personally trust every person on the property or do you just have to trust people that trust them? Right. And trust their judgment. If you're, if you're talking about someone like judgment of whether, um, somebody is acting in good faith or like trying their best or just, you know, whatever. Cause that's the currency, right? That's the currency of exactly of that system. Trust, yeah. Trust is, is, is the currency as, as much as re- relational re- relationship right. is sort of the, the cord- the sort of conduit or mechanism of it, but trust seems to be the, the currency. And so, and so the, the, the times where we've had the biggest the biggest ruptures as a community have been when, because we're never going to have everyone personally like trusting everyone. I don't think like, that's just very hard to, to have that level of relationship with, with that many people, especially in like, now that we have more people um, is like, we don't have time for that. And um, I don't, you know, and I don't know that we're ever going to have time for that, but like the, the biggest ruptures we've had have been when one or more people have lost have, have lost trust either in everyone else or in like, or their relationship with someone is not enough to make them trust another, another person. If that makes it, does that make sense? Yes. It's no secret that we've had some very explosive ruptures and, and, and so the interesting thing about, you know, when we're talking about the people who, who came forward with, Hey, let's finally do something about this water problem that was this it struck me that that was the sort of thing that 
two years ago, somebody would have just gotten really pissed off about and just left um, and been like, man, the water here sucks. Fuck all of you. <laughs> right. And instead we, you know, we, the, we had the capacity, I think, and the amp, but also the commitment to, to want to do that. And I, yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but I think the important difference too, is that that was a functional, all the ones that we've been able to overcome um, and to, and to like mend or to deal with before they become true ruptures have been like the water thing was like a physical thing, right? It is a like, here are the steps that we know, like research what, you know, what we have, what we need, how much will it cost? How do we do it? Like, it's a very, um, it wasn't a relational problem that much, right? It was a, it was a systems and a like functionality and a resources problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the one that serious ruptures have been ones that are primarily relational that we have not had the tools to um, either individually or collectively as a group to, um, to mend. Most of us, uh, the vast majority of people, a super majority of people in this community have never, are not from the intentional communities culture and have not lived in intentional uh, communities. Um, And most of us, came here for political and ideological reasons and that this was a space where we wanted to manifest that and so that's another reason why we're happy to learn and 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 listen um, and I think that a lot of people listening also want to listen and learn and there's probably obviously some some implications even for people that don't live on a uh, an anti-capitalist commune um, and just want to, you know, be able to, to get along with others in their endeavors and things like that. So, so I think it would be valuable to hear what other people have to say. If you're listening to this and you've got something to say or information or stories to share, then you should email us at solidarityhousewio at gmail.com not solidarity collective yo but solidarity house yo at gmail.com um, or talk to us on our various social media nodes uh, or you know slip into the dms as the kids say these days uh, matt i just want to make sure people understand that solidarity house or Sol- solidarity house yo is w-y-o not y-o oh yeah yeah, because people Sorry. are hearing that and they're like, this is such a that's such a Wyoming thing to do, too. And it's yeah. absolutely yeah, it's Solidarity House W-Y-O at Gmail dot com. Thanks, uh, Auntie Fa, for <laughs> um, setting us straight on that. Uh, anything people want to say to kind of wrap up? I have no closing remarks. Hey everybody, we do a lot of discussions about life and work in intentional communities. If you like this content, please support us at patreon.com slash solidarity house. That's patreon.com slash solidarity house. $5 a month helps support all of our operations, helps support this ongoing media project, and also gets you a little bit of bonus content, as well as just the good warm feeling of knowing uh, that you are supporting the only commune in the state of Wyoming. 
That's patreon.com slash solidarity house. Thanks a lot.